Welcome everyone to the Off Kilter Podcast. I'm your host Shorty, alongside your co-host Ed and Richie. Just some good old boys having a good old time, so sit down and have some fun with us. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children around the world, welcome to the next episode of the Off Kilter Podcast. Ed, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about you? I'm just hanging around like a hair in a biscuit. Like a hair in a biscuit. That's the same thing. Same thing. I'm hanging around, you know, not doing much. That's right. That's right. So you got anything for us on the dad joke today? Yeah. Um, I can't remember it. <laughs> um, you know what? I've always wanted to have a dad bod, and I can't remember the rest of it. You're going to have to tell me. <laughs> You can't you can't remember you you always wanted a dad Bob because at least that way you felt like you had a father figure right that's it that's it at least I, I had a father figure I always right. wanted one of those yep. <laughs> all right so um, <clears throat> we're our third member of the off kilter podcast called in sick today I think he had a case of the vaginosis so he's not going to be here R I P Richie <laughs> yeah R I P Richie we love you brother hope you feel better sir so um. We uh, decided we would alternate it with a, an equally amazing guest. So our next, our uh, guest host today is Bo Sprinkle. Hey, hey. Stand a little bit closer to the mic. Uh, is that any better? That's better. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. You want to keep it right there, like your face almost right on it, really. So yeah. tell tell us a little bit about yourself for the people who don't know. Well, you know, kind of fat and sassy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like biscuits. That's for biscuits. Ham sandwich. Ham yeah. sandwiches. We we all know we like them ham sandwiches. Yeah, hey, hey. <clears throat> you know, look, in this family, you know as well as I do, it is hard not to gain weight or be uh, fat because the, everybody can cook. Yeah. Every one of hey. them, I mean. Cindy's Us always thrown down. Us included. Hey, Amber can throw down pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the, I mean, I, y'all know I used but, to be skinny. <laughs> you know, I got mom. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's nothing yeah, I, mean, I can do that's ever going to make me skinny. You, Honestly, you got the OG. I don't know how you would ever lose weight. Uh, I got the OG. I know. That's what yeah. I'm saying, man. Yeah. Ma- Mama just go in there and grab a bunch of stuff out of the refrigerator and somehow throw it in a pan that tastes amazing. <laughs> Shout out Janice Gilkey. She can always right. make something out of nothing. I'm telling you. The best, the best salmon patties I've ever had in my whole entire life, which really I've only had it from like Cindy, mom, Amber and Becky. Well, Um, you know, know, it's hard to top moms. My my food starting off was like right in the beginning. It was like my love of pizza. You remember? Oh, yeah. My my love of pizza was like pizza was my favorite food in the whole world. And then mama made chicken and dumplings. I remember that. And I was like, "Ah, goodbye, pizza. You know, chicken and dumplings. (laughs) Yeah, I ain't I've, 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 grown, years. I've grown to love chicken and dumplings like you wouldn't believe. My thing now is like pepper steak and gravy. Oh yeah, and of course the taco truck. Yeah, the which taco which truck. I had taco truck today. That's so. right, right. We, <laughs> we know how one. you feel about that taco truck. Uh, over at our shop, we got probably one of the best taco trucks in town. I disagree. Uh, I, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- tell us tell us where you work. Where you where you, uh, where you United do? Rental uh, Fluid Solutions. Uh, been in that industry for probably twenty years now. 20 years. That's right. One of the best pump guys in the business. Well, you know. For, uh, and we're not who, talking about a Peter Pump now. Well, you know. <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, mine and Ed's mom, Janice, is Bo's mom's sister, Connie English. So, so uh, Connie makes us Connie Smith. Connie Smith. Smith. Yep. Connie so, Smith uh, Connie and our mom are sisters, so Bo is our cousin. So, that's how that's how that relationship has. That's right. 
Oh, um, how's things been going at work? Ooh, eh, we're getting into our busy season, so it's it's uh, definitely interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so we're getting into our busy season, too. It's just now starting to kick off, and I've been busy all day today. The nightmare of everything is parts. Yep. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I, and when, I'm a parts man, so. <laughs> when is COVID no longer an excuse for, oh, we don't have it? Oh, it's yeah. it's COVID's fault. Nah, man, that's just bull crap. Y'all do any uh y'all do any Cummins stuff? Unfortunately. Yeah, see I'm trying to get an intake throttle valve for a Cummins today and it's just a there's none. There's none out well, there. Well see where y'all deal with parts, I deal with the material of the parts. Right. You know, like the the pipe, the copper, the Essentially that's parts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so see, I, I gotta deal with trailers too, so I'm having problems getting aluminum parts. Mm-hmm. Like there's mud flat brackets really? and bumpers, yeah. Yeah. Like, do you know the mud flap brackets for the trailers that holds the, uh, it does hold the rear mud flaps. I can't get it. They're freaking, they're just, there's they're, they're, a shortage of aluminum. Can't make them. And uh, there's nothing else that can be made out of? No. No, they can't. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they could, but they're not going to. They're yeah. not going to waste one of our tanks' time to, you in know. In the trucking industry, every ounce of weight counts. I mean, the more yeah. it weighs, the less they can put on it. So yeah, and they're not going to pay a, a tech a hundred and you know eighty dollars an hour for him to build a probably a bracket, probably yeah. a hundred dollar yeah. bracket. Right. So it'll probably take him five six hours to build it, and then you know well, you don't have a thousand dollars have it done in about twenty minutes. You know, but I mean, you're talking about a mud flat bracket. I mean, but they're not going to have the correct tools to do it where I'm at. They're going to have right. a hammer and a torch. Right. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's the you know. I've noticed in the industry, any kind of mechanical industry, that it has really went away from experience. It's more part swappers than it is experience. Yeah, mechanics. I've noticed that too. Now I got I got a really good guy that works for Vigitori. He's um he's my tech up there. He knows his shit. But there's a there's there's a bunch of people that's come in and out, and that's all they do. They just, they are few and far between. Good techs are hard to find. I mean, I'm a parts man, and I've had to go out there and show them how to fix trucks. Really? That, yeah, that's that's a problem. <laughs> when the parts man's got to go out there and help uh, show you how to fix the truck. Well, you've been involved in it for so many years, you probably know exactly you, what to do. And that probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. That probably has a lot to do with it. I've ran into it several issues, and I've had to help them out. But yeah. I think I think that's an in any industry is finding the the text to do the job. In my industry, it's finding the uh, the right pipe layers to do the job or the right operators because you're paying for this, but you're getting this. You know, you're paying for X, you're getting Y, and then and that's a hard job to get out there and lay pipe. It is. It, it is definitely a hard job. Like if you ain't never done it, man, to be out in the rain and the cold and the mud. You know, my son, he doesn't complain about it much. Yeah. Well, he likes it because he's making good money. Uh, oh, yeah, he's making good money. He <laughs> likes that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's more of a generational thing. I mean, yeah. Well, whenever uh, he gets out of school, I'm on, I'm going to bump him up too, but I want him to get out of school, and I wanted him to, to earn right. this money. By the way, there. I appreciate you letting him work after school. I really oh, yeah, appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that, that ain't no problem. You know, he likes but, it, though, man. He, he loves it. He yeah, loves it. for some reason he does. But I let him on the machines, too. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's stuff. what he really likes. He yeah. really loves operating. Yeah, and, well, that's the thing is, like, he has to learn from the bottom up because the way I told him, I said in here one day, I said, look, I said, Colin's probably going to go off play baseball somewhere. Oh, now, yeah. I'm sure that you want to go play golf somewhere, but you got to be realistic about it. Are you going to be top tier to be that? He's not that committed he, to golf. Yeah. And, he, and uh, uh, granted, he's not that committed. So I told him, I said, I want you to think about this. I said, 20 years from now, 
I don't have anybody to take over my business. Who do I have? Right. I said, you know, I don't look like Colin will ever come out and do this type of work. He'd probably more associate himself to Shorty's type work than he will come out here. So, knuckle down, learn everything that you can about this business, and I'll teach you every step of the way. And in 20 years, you might be running it. Yeah, because the kid's got potential. Mm-hmm. What, and don't don't take this wrong, not knocking you by any means, yeah. but – there's not a lot of or not a lot of people pursuing that field of work. They're not no, because they're it's dirty. Not it's dirty. It's nasty. It doesn't pay very well, and it's it's always cold. It's always hot. You're working your butt butt off, and you know it. It actually makes a man out of you. You know, it doing is the work. Real honest to goodness, blue collar job. Yes, it is. But you know, society for years was, oh, you got to go to college. You got to do this. Blah blah blah. Well. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but on TV and everything else, they're pushing for going back to the skilled trade. They you need know, to be. They're pushing skilled trade again mm-hmm. instead of education. Yeah, and, uh, and that had a lot to do with Mike Rowe before COVID because Mike Rowe before COVID was a big proponent in getting the skilled trade out there and and uh, yeah. really introducing the world to how valuable a skilled trade is. Yeah, and it is. It's like – it's intrinsically valuable because, like, without having the people to do the work out there, I don't get to sit behind this desk and create the create the or find the jobs for them to do the work. Right. You know, but I, I think we're we're coming to a point in society where generationally, you know, like our generation and stuff, there there's going to be a dead space to where you don't have I mean it's going to be old men out there still working because they're the only ones that know how to do it mm-hmm. until they get it's, this yeah, this it's young generation. Point. I mean there's going to be a space to where it's going to be it's already there. Yeah, it's it's yeah. there. I mean we're seeing it in our industry even I'm I'm even seeing it in the parts business like, like there's very few young guys that's getting into it. I mean there's there's a few people that's hot out of college but like a true real been there forever parts man there's just not a lot of us out there. Right. I mean there's there's going to be a big dead space and and unfortunately we're all going to suffer from having that dead space to where they pushed education 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 and not skilled trade. There's there's going to be a big dead space there. And when we were in school they were teaching us uh, skilled trades. They taught uh, welding, woodworking. Yeah, shortly shortly yeah. after we all got out of school is whenever they started making the push to you need a college education. And, you know, there was fewer people going into the skilled trades versus going to college for a degree. That, that isn't going to do useless. nothing. Essentially, yeah, and I'm useless. not saying nobody shouldn't go get an education. They should. But it, it, here's the deal, okay? If, if you don't see yourself – like whenever I first started, I never seen myself running the company. You know what I'm saying? I never seen myself. I knew after years of being in it that I was capable, but I never seen myself running it. Never seen myself doing it. I always seen myself being the working guy. I always seen myself like I was going to have to work till the day I died, running levers, shoveling, laying pipe, just doing the whole. That was just what I figured I would have to do, and we all did. Yeah, you right. know, whenever but- if I'd have went in and got a college education for something. That might pay forty or fifty thousand dollars a year. That you got a four year degree in, or three year degree, or whatever that may that may be. You still got to go out into the field after you get your degree and prove yourself in that field. Yep. Ninety percent of the time, and then most of the time you incur so much student debt 
yeah. to, to get that four-year degree that you're already behind the eight ball before you even begin your career and, in mm-hmm. debt. And that's where the ROI, return on investment, comes in. So yes. you, you spend 50 grand on a, a, a degree that may not pay 25000 a year, whereas you spent – Probably, I don't know. You probably get a pretty good selection of tools twenty five, thirty five thousand dollars in tools. You've more than earned enough to pay oh, off yeah. those tools yeah, and make a living. Yeah. yeah. So your ROI is up high, yeah, where a college degree is just not there. Currently, I owe nothing on tools. I, you know, I own all my tools at the current. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they're making you money hand over fist. And like yeah. you know, people who go to college for five, six years to get degrees, unless you're going to be a doctor or a nurse, eh, you're not really. It's going to take you years and years and years to get that ROI back. Right. And, yeah, and and, and 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 what I'm talking about more along the field is men. Like it right. is it is harder for men to get a college education and do something. It's easier for women to get a college education and do something. Yeah, it is. In, in my opinion, that's what I believe because a woman can go out here in a nursing what is it? Like 80% of the the medical field is is women. Oh yeah. Like in yeah. And, and you know since what I'm COVID hit they're getting triple, quadruple what they used to make. Mm-hmm. There's there there's uh, nurses. I'm not going to name names, but they were making sixty five, seventy five a year, and now making two hundred a year just because of COVID and all the uh, um, the, the harsh work environments and the weird hours they have to work. Right. And if you're a traveling nurse, that's five hundred a year. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they're worth it. Worth every yeah. minute. I mean, they save lives. You know. But I mean, seri- God. seriously. I mean. Society is, you know, it's just crazy. You you would want someone that's managing your health, you know, like if you do have an you emergency. Want a professional. Yeah. I mean, you 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 would want the highest paid person because they're highest paid for a reason, you know, they're mm-hmm. good at what they do. And yes, sir. That's what I want taking care of me when I'm in the hospital. Well, oh, well yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna break you a little something that I learned from somebody that uh uh that told me this a long time ago. She like she is a uh, like a CPNA, right? right? All right, so she's the one that ministers the anesthesia, right? Uh, something like that. It's, so, it's something to that. Anesthesiologist. Effect. Something like that. Right. I don't know if that's her classification now. Oh, but okay, it, yeah. Like when she got her degree, it was like a CPNA or something like that. Whatever that that little that little asterisk is or whatever. Right. But she, like, okay, so she got that degree and she was like, "Look, you, you think the doctors are the ones that actually go in there and operate on you?" It's not. No. It's the ones that they're They're supervising. He's supervising. (laughs) Like he's done hundreds or thousands of these things. So now he's getting the ones who ain't done but three or four. But you're paying for that doctor. You're paying for that surgery from the doctor, not from those like his whatever you want to call it. Right. I forget. I'm not Uh, too up to date on medical undergrads. I don't know. Yeah, whatever you call them. You know, the the same goes for a mechanic. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, you working on a race car and stuff. Well, you're paying a guy to tune your car. That's who you want doing the pecking on the keyboard. You don't mm-hmm. want his tech over here doing so. Yeah, you don't yeah. want his tech over here pecking on the keyboard that doesn't know what the tuner knows. You right. don't you right. don't want a part swapper loading up the parts cannon and just shooting shit at your car. You want somebody that's going to diagnose it, figure yes. out exactly what's wrong, and replace that part. But. This day and time, if the computer don't tell them what's wrong, they don't know what to change. Yep. Look, I'm here to tell you, like, I'd done the little stint whenever Shorty worked at Southland where I was done the little mechanic work down there at one time. Yeah, but now, you were full in. Yeah, I, I, done, I, done, yeah. I felt like I'd done pretty decent, but I remember the reason why 
I didn't like doing it no more was pulling a transmission and putting in the, and putting the uh uh clutch, the clutch in oh, yeah. and and putting that transmission back in because let me tell you dude you got to turn this thing twist it get it angled just right up and down backwards and it's all on this little jack that you got to jack it up i got a good story and right if there. it ain't right on the money it won't go in there dude i fought for this thing for three hours and what was his name uh Trent porter no no it was uh robert uh, easter no, no, no. I, it's something Cato. Oh, James Cato. Yeah. Okay. Well, James come over there and he was like, dude, let me show you. And he done this twisted like two or three seconds and bam, Boom. it went right in. in. I said, son of a fuck. I got a funny story. So there's a tech up there. He's a very seasoned tech. His name's Chuck Porter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was on night shift. He was on night shift. And he was just struggling trying to get this engine broke away from this transmission. And I walked by and I said, Chuck, I can help you with that. And he goes, oh, just go sell some effing parts. Get out of here. You know, he's always, he's rough and gruffy. And I was like, okay, Chuck, whatever. And I seen the problem. The gap at the top of the transmission and the engine was like an inch and a half. The gap at the bottom was a millimeter. Right. So I knew it was, it was, it was in there sideways. It was in a bind. Yeah. It was in a bind. It wasn't coming out. And I could see it. And I said, Chuck, whenever you want me to, just let me know whenever you want me to break that free from me and I'll get it. And he goes, you can't do that. You're just a parts man. Blah, 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 blah. And I walked by him three or four times and was just giving him shit. And finally, he said, all right, if you know so goddamn much, you get your ass over here and fix it. So I walked in behind him. I got this big-ass, like, seven-foot pry bar he's got, yeah. and I pried up on the tail shaft, and it popped out. And he goes, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, all you had to do was ask. I said, next time, don't say shit to me. If I tell you something's wrong, just agree with me. And, and you know, I, I know several people that have that same problem. That you know they're they're blinded by their experience, and, and I, I I've dealt with that for a long time in the industry that I'm in, because you know in the pumping world you know it's a small community of people, and you got to know what you're doing. Well, I've I've experienced that firsthand. I mean, somebody, <laughs> you're just a kid; you don't know nothing about this. Oh, well, don't you just hate that? Well, uh, I've been doing it for a long time. I may be just a kid, but listen to me. And then whenever you prove them wrong, they're like. Okay. Well, it so doesn't have anything to do with age. It's like a common sense thing. All right. I got a story for y'all. All right. Now, look, both of y'all know Toby and you know Pumpkin, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm on the job out in Alabaster, right? And this was the first job that I'd done were as my company, and I'd done it. So I'm I'm out there doing something, and I'm having an issue with the, with the grade, right? And so I called Toby on it, and I was like, hey. And he was like, oh, Ed, you, you figured it wrong. And I said, no. No, no, and he tried to tell me. He said, "No, no, no, you're supposed to." I can't remember exactly what it was, but something like divide by five or something, you know. And I was like, "No, no, Toby, it's, it's like by six or whatever that the problem was." I just can't remember what it was. And uh, he was like, and I was like, "No, no, I'm, I'm, no, Ed, I'm, I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's what it is." Well, sure enough, you know, Toby called me back about twenty or thirty minutes, and he was like. You know what? My God, you was right about that. God dang it. You know, I hate, I hate saying <laughs> oh, yeah. it. Well, it wasn't but about a week after that, Punkin was wrong about a grade that was out there. And I told Punkin, I was like, hey, man, you know, that's uh, that's wrong. Oh, no, no. That's, that, I said, no, Punkin, that, that grade's wrong. And he was like, no, no, Ed, I'm telling you. That's right. So instead of him, you know, he goes and shoots it and does everything, realizes that I was right. But he didn't call me and tell me. He called Toby on the phone and he said, let me tell you something. You think I'm going to call Ed and tell him he was right? You done lost your damn mind. <laughs>
Yeah, it's them old guys. They ain't gonna admit defeat. No, yeah, they ain't. And, and Chuck could have said, "Oh, you was right. I'm sorry," but no, he chose to say "f you." <laughs> see, see, I learned at a young age that whenever you're dealing with someone like that, the best thing to do is indirectly make it their idea. And whenever it works, I mean, that's good management yeah, skills right there. You just you know they're hard headed, and you know because of their age and. I've been doing this forever. You just make it their idea. You just Hey, you know, I'm I'm not without flaw. Bobby's proved me wrong on on some stuff and I was like, God my boy, I hate I mean, I mean I, I, I'm I got, like the owner of the company, man. I hate to go to him and tell him like, God dang, Bobby, you would right. I got a story for y'all. It's it's along the same line. So this is like common sense stuff. Like right. we had this guy hot out of U T I or, or ITT or whatever it is, ITT check. Had all those books. Had marks. all those books, Mark. So he come in and he uh uh, he wanted an oil filter for a Cummins. It's the most common oil filter out there. I think it's the LF 14,000 now, but then it was something else, uh, right. 50, 90, 80 or something like that. So he come in there and he got the filter and he went out there and he come back in 20 minutes. He goes, man, this filter is not right. I need you to sell me the right one. I said, no, no, that's the right filter. He goes, man, I'm telling you it ain't right. And I said, look at the number on it. This number says LF9080. The number off the old filter that you have with you says LF9080. Now they're both correct. You just don't know how to put it in. And when I said that he got so fucking mad at me he goes well if you think you know so much why don't you go out there and put it in put it in yourself i said all right i tell you what i'm gonna go out there and put this filter on and if and if, if i get it on the next time you come in there and you say you want a windshield wiper and i sell you an engine you don't fucking question it you put the engine in the truck whatever i say goes yeah 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 you ain't gonna get it in there you ain't gonna get it in there i said okay so i walked out there and i stuck the filter up and i spun it once and it went right on he goes oh that's the way you turn it he was turning it left. Hey. I, was, I said, look, dude, I don't know what you want to do with your life, but this is not it. This is not it. You've, you've wasted money going to UNOH. I know. And funny thing about it, you're, the guy, James Cato, mm -hmm. this kid whipped James Cato's ass in the locker room after work one day. Oh, really? <laughs> Beat the brakes off that guy. Wow. <laughs> it was funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, we deal with that a lot, too. Uh you know, in the field that I'm in, there's a lot of engineering goes into some of the jobs we do. And, you know, for... you got to have a certain amount of being able to figure it out. Yes. And, you know, the, the sales guys and stuff, you know, they're sizing these jobs. And you know, essentially, it's a curve that you look at to size it, that it'll do this much flow at this much pressure. Well, those curves are made off of a brand new piece of equipment. Yeah, the tight tolerances. Yeah, and you you try to explain that to a sales guy, and they're like, "You don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, I, what? I, yeah, that, that thing's supposed to flow forty four hundred. Like no matter engine. what. Well, yeah. now it's flowing forty one, buddy. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah, I mean it's a, it's an old motor. Yeah, yeah, yeah shit gets wore out. Hey, some of those municipalities though, they hold your feet to the fire on that stuff, man. They, mm -hmm. they there is no exception to the rule just because it's a piece of rental equipment. Don't mean. It, it better do what it says, you know. Right. right. Yeah, and 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 that's understandable to to a point. They pay for a certain amount of flow. They want that certain amount of flow. This this is what right. I've noticed in the in the field when it comes to people out in the um, that go into college in a perspective field, right? So this person fresh out of college, he's writing the book. He's writing. This is the code. This is what needs to happen. This is how you need to put it together. He's writing that. The mm -hmm. person that went to college and does. Yeah. He's never stepped out into the field and ever done the work right. to see exactly what it takes. Well, you wonder why we couldn't, you know, bring that up at that angle. Like for the services that I have, 
they have my pipe here a foot away, four foot up from where the pipe is, is where my meter box has to go. Somehow I have to get that service to come at a 45 degree angle up, bring it up, and then dive back into it on three quarter inch soft copper, man. You ever tried that? No, and what, I, I'll what be honest, those, I have no idea what, what you're talking about. What are those bands doing to your flow? <laughs> well, that that's exactly the, my whole point is like you can't you can't get it. So that's the reason why a lot of them are going to PEX now to try to meet that, that standard because our tolerances here are so tight with all the utilities that are going in. Pex, There's no room. Pex you want another round, Bo? Sure. PEX is more flexible, yeah. But it'll still kink. Uh, yeah, it will kink, but you're, but it doesn't. But if even if it does kink, like the good thing about PEX is you can grab a torch and heat it up and oh, let yeah, it, and, yeah. it, and it'll come back. Soft copper, you're not doing that. No, no. if it's kinked, no, Bubba, if it's, it's if done. If it's kinked, it's done. Oh, yeah. by the way, this episode is sponsored by Fireball. That's Giggity. right. <laughs> Giggity. Salutation, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, that stuff burns. Cinnamon. That's right. Spicy. So, uh, how was the? You know, you. I remember you used to work for Hydro Service. You worked there for several, several, several years. What was that transition like? Because me and you both pretty much quit our long term job and went to right. somewhere else around the same time. Uh, you know, I, I can't say anything bad about Hydro Service. They they was great to me for the sixteen years I was there. I can't say anything bad, but. You know, a small mom and pop, you're limited on growth. Mm-hmm. Right. And not trying to brag, but I don't work nowhere near as hard as I used to whenever I was at Hydro Service. I mean, right. it's, it's been it, – there's a lot of learning went into it because a big corporation is a lot different than a well, mom and pop. But yeah. It's like us. Like, you can't down them because they taught you, right? I mean, whether they taught you, incidentally, you you created your career starting off in that business. Right. With them, you spent a significant amount of time, and you honed in your application to it, which got you to where you are right, right. now. You know, and so you can't fault yeah, them. Yeah, I can't fault them. The You know. You were, just, you were, you were only going to go so far. No, nah, I mean, eventually, one day. Was was what I kept getting told. Yeah. But my, I was tired of hearing one day. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was ready for it now. You know. Right. And, and, I, and rightfully I had, so. I had that opportunity going elsewhere. I hated to leave. I mean, Hydro Service was home to me, but United's my new home. I mean, they've opened my eyes to so much more. Yeah. Well, it, it's like in my field, right? So I I spent so many years as an operator that. You know, I can sit right here and say, and I believe, you know, y'all two would agree with me, that if if I'm not the best, I'm one of them. You know what right. I'm saying? Whenever it comes to running no doubt. track code, dozer, loader, back code, it doesn't matter what the equipment is. When versatile, I would say that I, if I'm not – not, and I can't toot my own horn and say that I am the, but if that man was to show up, then, you know, he would have a job to prove. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. I got so good at that that I didn't just want to be left and limited to that. This is where my growth started to learn everything I needed to know about my business. So I knew that if I just took being that operator, that's all I was ever going to be. That's all right. I was ever going to let me be. So I had to force my way into being a foreman. I had to force my way into learning everything that I learned. I and the same way with the business, man. I forced my way into learning how to bid this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it wasn't just easy. I called, I called, and, and I said, "Hey, man, what do you do? What do you charge here? What do you do this? How you do this?" You know? Don't don't take this wrong, but 
essentially you knew all along because you knew what it took to do the job. Mm-hmm. You just was unsure of the prices to charge, mm-hmm. correct? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew, like, I, I, I put it this way. Maybe I didn't know the prices to charge, but, but I knew, knew how long it was going to take. Yeah, you knew. Yeah, so, like, and I'm still good at that, like, yeah. because I worked I, in the field, and I know, like, if back in back whenever I become a foreman, they would always come to me and say, hey, how long do you think it's going to take to do this job? For example, i done a job whenever I was working with Willoughby and out there with Scott. Well, Scott had – uh, 14 weeks in this job that we done. Well, I done it in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And Scott was like, holy moly, man. We, we had, I had 14 weeks allotted for this. What are we? I was like, well, we made money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We made money. I said, okay, then, you know, that's just, that's where my skill set come in. My skill set come in to working, you know, 15 hours a day, Knocking this job out, getting it. Yeah, we we may have worked some overtime, but look how quick we finished it. We yeah. we almost done it. You made a lot time. more money in the uh, the in the, the grand scheme of things. Big picture. And from what I know of you, I mean, you're still not above going out and getting on a piece of equipment and yeah. working with the guys. And and in my industry, I don't know if it works the same in the construction industry or the the industry you're in, but once you get in the office, you you start forgetting. What goes into it? And, what happened and in the field? Yeah, I, I've had that happen to me. You know, because at Hydro Service, I went through a few managers there, and you you could watch it once they transitioned into that role. They slowly forgot what they it forget. Took to it do. takes time to get shit accomplished, and, right? And, and I find myself doing that same thing. Like I'll push the guys, like why don't we get this done? You know, and then I got thinking, I'm like, man, you know, this is what happened to me whenever I was out there. You know, right? So. And and I've been trying to check myself. Move, moving into that role, I've mm-hmm. been trying to check myself by I'll just go refresh myself and go tear a pump down, you know. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, I rarely have time to do that, but I try to go out and help the guys, you know, whenever I do find myself in a slow spot. I still go out and help the guys, and I'm right. a parts man. Like uh, my buddy Hobie come over, he used to come over to Hornady and help, uh, you know, fix trucks and stuff, and I'd be out there for hours on end helping him pull radiators and stuff like that. You know, and I, I didn't have to. I just I enjoy that shit. Yeah, you know? I mean, and you know, like I, and I never got to do that shit where I was before. Like I was there for sixteen years, and when I quit to go to Kenworth, it was like night and day. Like I was, I, I want to say I was, I was really, really, really held down at Southland. I wasn't able to show my full potential. But right. you were comfortable. I mean, I was comfortable. I'm comfortable now at Kenworth. Yeah, but but I have no problem with work and uh, managing and uh, doing doing all the stuff that I'm doing now. I mean, it is it is great. Right. But you had got caught up in being comfortable for so long because you didn't know any better mm-hmm. all that time at Southland. Same with me, as I was comfortable. I, you know, I. Well, my situation was they wasn't gonna they wasn't gonna let me move up just like you. It was right. I wasn't gonna go anywhere other than where I was being, and they were hoarding the information. They were hoarding. Like, you know, a lot of times when you want to move up, you start doing things that they're doing to try to learn how to do what they're doing. Right. And they well, they're hoarding you. the information on how to do that because they want to protect their own job. They don't want right. anybody to learn how to do their job, so they'll have the monopoly on that position. Kenworth, it's not like that. They give you every single piece of information you ask for. If you want to do this, yes, yes, do this. Learn everything you can learn. We'll do anything we can to help you. We'll give you all the training we want to give you. We'll just, just learn it. 
You just got to be like careful and make sure you get right. compensated for learning and doing more. Oh, well, yeah. They do yeah, I, and I would say that to an extent. Uh, like, yeah, you do need to be compensated for it when – Whether it be growing your career yeah. or monetarily. Yeah, where yeah. I was at before was just a job. I feel like right. I'm in a career now. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I'm the same. I mean, I, it would have took me so long for it to turn into a career at Hydro Service where – I don't think I, I'd ever turn into a career at Southland. I don't think I would ever make it. It just, they would never let me. They would never allow me to grow. Yep. Yeah, and and, and I may be lying to myself. You know, I may have not ever had a career at Hydro Service. No, I, I like, mean, being real, I may have not right. ever. Uh, a lot of places like that, they just want to keep you held down. Cause you, I, like, if you're really, really, really good at the position that you're doing, they don't want you to move up. They well, want you to stay there and do that position. Well, that's what I always, that's what told I got. Is you're too valuable in the spot you're in for Yeah, us to move exactly. Up. That's what I kept getting told about. That's what I got kept getting told. When I, I literally got told that whenever somebody had quit and I wanted that position. So I applied for it. I said, look, I want this position. And they said, you are perfect for that position. You're, you've, you've passed the aptitude test. You've done everything you, that we've asked you to do. That position is perfect for you, but you're far too valuable. We can't lose you in the position you're at now, which they gave me a, a pay raise to stay where I was at, and I'm grateful for that. But I'm like, man. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that wasn't what you wanted, though. No, it's not what I wanted. Every, every time I got told, well, you're too valuable in the field, well, that was a slap in the face to me, and I finally got tired of getting slapped in the face, and I was like, you know what? If they're not going to do it for me, I'm going to do it for myself. And how, I had to um, go somewhere else to do it. Mm-hmm. How how was it when you turned in that two-week notice? I know how it was for me, and I was I was so happy. You know, it was a big wait, you know, because I, I it was kind of weird. It was because, a big, deep breath. Well, I knew about it. I knew it was coming because I had that feeling that they wasn't going to do anything. Well, taking advantage of the situation and how the system worked there, well, if I waited till after Christmas and the first of the year, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got a Christmas bonus for not leaving when I when I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got my Christmas bonus, and then after the first of the year, I got three more weeks of vacation. Yeah. Well, you know, I I knew that, so I stuck it out. You know, I felt like I deserved to because of the time that I'd put in there. Well, they they kind of got a little salty because I waited. Oh yeah, but I, well, you know, I mean, I told that's them, that that's what people do, you know. I mean, yeah. that's, you know. they were so sal- had, they were so salty when I turned in my two. Here's a funny story. So my boss Wes, I walked in there and I knew all this was going to happen. So I walked in his office. I sat down and my buddy LJ was there and I said, "Look, I'm turning in my two weeks notice." And I've been there 16 years, and he's like, right. "No, you're not." I said, "Yeah, I am." He goes, and I said, "Look, I know what they're going to do." Once you tell them that I turned in my two weeks notice, they're going to tell you to can me right then and there. I just want you to know that I'm prepared for that. I'm prepared to leave right now. He goes, I'm not going to let them. I'm not going to let them. They're not going to do that. You're going to work out your two weeks. And I said, look, dude, you ain't got a choice. I said, they're going to tell you what to do, and you're going to have to do it. I just need you to know because you're my friend. I like you. You know, His his name's Wes. He's a great boss. I like you, and I want you to know that it's no hard feelings, just between me and you, no hard feelings, but they're going to make you can me. He goes, no, not if I have anything to say about it. I said, all right, well, I'm going to go to my computer. I'm going to get logged in. I'm going to start working, and I'll see you in a little while. So he come, <laughs> he come walking up to me with his head, head down. He goes, you were right. I said, I know I was right. He goes, send me an email that says you want to turn in your two-week notice, and then you got to go. I said, that works, buddy. So I sent him an email, turned him a two-weeks notice, gathered all my stuff, and hit the road. Yeah. Walked right into Kenmore, started working. And they actually they held my feet to the fire at service. They made me work out the full two weeks. Well, my – 
and I, I would have liked it. to because yeah. I like to tell everybody bye yeah. and all this, yeah. that, and the other, but they they wouldn't let me. Well, mine was whenever I was with another construction company. I, I ain't going to name their names, but I was one w- before I was with Scott. And, uh, well, me and the superintendent, he was just an idiot. I mean, the <laughs> dude was an idiot. How he was a superintendent, I don't know. I'm the one that done the entire job over there, building that entire pump station. That dude didn't have a clue. He didn't know how to lay out for me to dig the hole for us to pour the uh, uh, to get the concrete people to come out there and start pouring the bottom for the tank, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't know how to lay it out. He was like, "Well, do you know how to? Do you know how to?" I said, "Well, yeah. You're the superintendent, man. I'm just a foreman here. I'm I'm over here helping you operate or whatever." And he was like, "Well, man, I don't know how to." I said, "I said, look, dude. I said, figure it like a like we're gonna dig this on a one and a half to one, right?" Dude was probably making we're, twice we're, as much as you. Oh yeah, he was. Well, he he really wasn't making that much more than me. I, I did wind up seeing his paycheck afterwards. He's only making two dollars more an hour. But I told him, I said, I said, now imagine you're seventeen foot at at a if we're doing a one and a half to one where our yeah. slope's got to be. So seventeen cut in half, take that amount, yeah. add it to the seventeen. That's our distance where we got to be. Depending on how the building's laid out, right? Whether it's long or this is the length of it, this is the width, you do it like that. Blew his mind. Well, the problem with was that he didn't know how to read the drawings and I wasn't I wasn't over the job. So I, I just went by what he told me. So I laid it out and he gave me the the length this way instead of it being this way. So I mean we made the we made the length by the way that I cut it out by a foot on one side and we're supposed to have eight foot all the way around it all the way around it whenever you get down to the bottom for the guys to work and get in there comfortably and nothing nothing be done so you know we had to have that that distance so whenever you took that 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 into consideration of that that barrier i don't think it was eight foot it might have been like three foot but whatever it was we was a foot on one side where we just didn't make it right did that, laid it out, all right, done all that, finally got it all situated and doing everything. So we're starting to erect it. And yeah, then we he said erect. Anyway. Yeah. And then we're <laughs> and then we're getting ready to to pour like the the pads that we got to put together for the concrete slab because that was part of our deal. Right. The concrete contractor just poured the concrete and done it. We've done all the layout, we done all the foreman and everything like that. They just come out here and done it. So whenever we started doing that, he was off on one of the forms that we done for the top slab because the tank's here, but the top slab moves over to where the pumps and everything set right. in here, and the tank's right here, but the tank comes in this far where the slab goes over. Well, again, he didn't know how to lay it, so he was eight inches off where the slab start was because he didn't know how to lay it out. Right. So luckily, I caught it one day whenever I come in, and I wasn't supposed to be there that day. This is the crazy thing. I wasn't supposed to be there, so I come in and I got to look, and I was like, "Something don't look right, man. Something, ain't, something don't look right about that." I was like, "That forms, you know. I mean, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the wall here, and the forms inside where it's supposed to be. The, the you know. So I will go over into him, and I was like, you know, I mean, you got to think the 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 thing's a foot thick, right, on the outside wall. It's a foot thick, but it's it's still overhanging like eight inches of the concrete. Yeah. So it only leaves four inches of the pad. Oh shit. Yeah. To go over the top. That's of it not good at all. <laughs> yeah. So I went to him. I was like, Hey, uh, I think that's laid out, laid out wrong. He's like, no, no, no. It's right on money. I said, no. So let's, let's measure that and let's double check. So we went and looked at the numbers on what it said to pull off of our, uh, of our stake where our hub was. And he measured the way he done it was 
like I think it was in like he he looked on the wrong side of the tape or something like that, and it went into tents on one part. So he took if it said like 136 inches by whatever, he put it like a hundred and something tenths. Ooh, you know wow. what I'm saying? So that that moves. It's a a tenth is an inch and a fifth. Well, they gave a lot of people wrong... think it's an inch and a quarter. It is not. It's an inch and a fifth. They gave him the wrong measuring tape. It's not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, it wound up being eight inches off from the measurement that was supposed to be. And I was like. And that was I, simply because of math. And that was simply because the dude was an idiot. Like, literally, <laughs> he was a freaking idiot, man. And I'm like, I'm like, how in the hell? Because his, his brother was really smart. I mean, he could build treatment plants. His brother was really smart. Right. He went to work with Max Foot, like, uh, and me and him didn't get along either. But uh, he went to work. That. He went to work for Maxfoot, and his brother was smart. Now he was an asshole, oh, yeah. but his brother was Typically smart. They are. But but the older brother, which is the one he he worked under for right. him for fifteen right. years, had no clue on what to do. He bullshitted his way into doing this shit like I ain't never seen in my life. I wish I could do that. I hey, can't bullshit my way into nothing. You know, I, I over the years we worked with several sales, or I've worked with several sales guys, and. You would be amazed at how many sales guys their motto is baffle them with bullshit. And if they figure you out, you know, figure, oh, yeah, figure a way out of that. Have a so good that's thing I'll, I'll never yeah. be able to be like, I, I mean, I sell parts all the time, but I just do, I don't bullshit or whatever. I just, I'm a funny guy. So, right. They always want to deal with a funny guy, but these sales, the sales guy that I know, man, they're so good at that shit, man. They'll, they'll not know anything about a truck and still be able to sell one. I mean, right? do you really, have you ever tried like a new tech come in and say, hey, man, you check the blank fluid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, dude, dude, like, uh, like asking for anything for an '83 Corvette because that's the one year they the Corvette didn't exist. Right, that's right. funny. Then uh, there's a there's a Toyota engine. I think it's the uh, uh, it's a Toyota Tundra motor. You ask for a water pump gasket, and then you ask them to describe it to you because it looks like a dick. Yeah, like the water pump gasket looks like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you take you take call like O'Reilly's or something. I think it's a Toyota MR. What is it? I told you the SR2 22R. Yeah, 22R. 22R. So, yeah, ask him for a water pump gasket and then ask him to describe you what it looks like. And it's just hilarious. It's like the balls and the dick, and it's great. (laughs) And then, like, anything, like, ask him for a radiator for an air-cooled beetle, stuff like that. I mean, there's uh, all kinds of shit. I'll I'll never forget, like, God rest his soul, I love Levy to death. We all do. But uh, I'll never forget. (laughs) We was down here in Warrior. We was building that treatment plant. And, uh, uh, I was a foreman. Daryl was a foreman out there. And I, I told Blevy, I said, look, man, I said, go over there in that Connex and find me a bucket of that AIR. We need it. He goes down there, and he's tearing that damn Connex part, comes back says, hey, Ed, there's no bucket of AIR. I said, Blevy, I'm telling you, it is in there. I seen him put it in yesterday. It's there. All right. So he goes into <laughs> that one. Then he goes into the next Connex and the next Connex. Well, he's te- he done tore them all out and put everything back in there, Didn't and he? now he's walking towards me with a with a blue bucket. I'll never forget this. And I said, "What in the hell?" I it said, "He must have figured it out. He must have figured it out." Well, whenever he got up there to me, it had on the top of the lid liquid AIR. Oh. I said, "Motherfucker, oh, aeration <laughs> injection resin." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my lord!" But it had it written on there, liquid AIR. So I heard it, uh, Ed, and I was like. 
Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> so Connor was telling me y'all got or so, uh, Daniel or somebody got in the other day with the hook. Oh, the sky it, hook. Well, no, it wasn't the sky hook. It was the tightening of the hook. You know, right. hooks are supposed to be freewheeling. Right. And he said, uh, Daniel said, hey, man, get over here and tighten that hook up real quick. And Connor's just a spinning and spinning and spinning. It's not tightening up at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, man, there's something wrong with this thing. It must be stripped out. It's stripped out. <laughs> yeah, it's stripped out, man. It ain't supposed to be like that. Yeah. yeah that, one of my favorites is getting them checked spark plugs in that diesel engine. Oh, yeah. Hey, look, Toby got me one time, man, and it was back whenever – the, like I was young, I don't know if I was like 17, 18 or something like that. I was young and I was really cocky. And Toby was like, Hey, I need you going there and get that pipe stretcher. And I was like, What in the hell is a pipe stretcher? I never heard stretcher. of that, man. You know, and he's like, He's like, Yeah, it looks like a little machine that the pipe sets on and it and it'll stretch it. Man, I tore that damn Connex apart. And then he was like, Oh, no, 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 it ain't in Connex, it's in the 18 wheeler because we had 18 wheeler. Right. I go in there and I tear that damn thing out, man. I'm pulling every damn thing out of there. And I get out, I'm wore out, man. Like, I am wore out. I'm greased up, got grease everywhere, dirt everywhere, you know. Did and you organize it while you was looking for it? Uh, no, I pulled everything out, you uh, know. And I had it all sitting outside, and I'm like, I don't even know what this thing looks like, you know. I'm just yeah. trying to figure this out. And uh, uh, and I and I knew that something was up, but I just didn't know what it was, you know, because, like I said, I was young, I was dumb. I was like, yeah, you know, they're not trying to play a trick on me, you know. Sure enough, man. I mean, ain't no doubt. As soon as I come out and I done got that last piece out, they're sitting over on the side of and they're laughing their asses off. Mm. I'm telling you. Just dying laughing. Toby is just hysterical about it. Fortunately, where I went to school, our teachers like playing shenanigans like that. And and I caught on at a younger age than most on shenanigans like that. The board stretchers and all that good stuff. Yeah. I was always the one that was in on the pranks on everybody else. So I never really had one played on me. So the the only the only pranks that they played on me is like, you know, jump scares and and uh I I, one my buddy Hobie took the the hinges off my door one time while I was in it. While I was in my uh uh, office or hat uh, shack or whatever out in the shop. I was in it. He took the door pins out. You know, it was loud. There was Open a truck. the door. Yeah, it was a truck running a region or something. So I come back. I pulled my door open, and the whole thing just fell. <laughs> they yeah. just dying laughing. <laughs> I hadn't had really a lot of pranks sprayed on them. My buddy Todd Armstrong one time threw an orange in there while I was in there working, and he threw it from a distance too. So like, it come in the door, hit the wall, and just an orange sprayed everywhere. Ooh. Well, I know y'all ain't never been in, like, the type of business that I've been in, like, you know, because I dealt with shit a lot of it most hey, of my hey, life. What do you think we pump? I, shit. I, I get it. but What like, do you think what, I do what on is, break? Yeah, what shit. is the nastiest thing that you've ever had happen doing your job? The na- Not just, like, you know, uh, oil may have got sprayed on you or okay, right. or well, whatever. Uh, y'all's are going to be worse than mine, so let me just go ahead and tell you yeah. mine. So we we had a clogged up pipe at Southland, and uh, Glenn Lee, buddy of mine, was gonna spray air on one end of the pipe, and I was gonna stand on the other end of the pipe and hold this rag, right? No, you didn't. I did. I straight up did. He hit air on that thing, and it just come up and just covered me. I had to go home. There was no getting away from it. <laughs> yeah. No, it was no getting. He goes, "Hey man, stand on this rag and make sure you know it's not gonna be that bad. It won't. It won't do anything." I said, "All right, cool, buddy," and I stood on there, and, and uh, he hit that air nozzle, and it just covered me. I was like, all right, well, I got, I got to go home. I can't, I can't yeah, work like this. I, I got to go. Yeah, so I'm sure y'all's are worse than that. But that was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Are you sure it wasn't when you got behind the cattle trailer on the motorcycle? Well, that wasn't at work, but yes, I got behind the cattle trailer and I, right as I was, I was on a motorcycle and I thought, 
what would happen if these cows pissed on pissed and I'm riding behind them? And about that time, they pissed. Before you could think to slow down and get away from the cattle yeah. trailer, it was yeah. too. When I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I bet, I wonder if those cows are going to. And as I was thinking it, they started pissing. Yeah. And it was yeah. just hitting me everywhere. Well, turn around and go home. Yeah, turn around <laughs> and go home. No, what about you, Bo? Uh, I would have to say it was a, a chicken plant. We we had got a job where we had to clean a daft tank. That was that was the beauty of being at Hydro Service because we'd done a lot of shit that we had no business doing. But anyway, we was cleaning this tank out. Well, I kept noticing shit dripping on me. Ugh. Well, it was we was at a damn chicken plant, of course, and the daft tanks just a bunch of the extra feathers and guts yeah. and yada yada yada. I bet well, they smelled great. What ended up being the drip was there was leaky bloodlines that run over that tank, and we was covered in. Nasty ass chicken blood, and then the shit out of that daft tank, of course. Oh, Ugh. yeah, that was worse than mine. Mine was just oil and grease. Well, mine was, I, I'll never forget, I was 17 years old, and we was doing the rehab work down in Childersburg, right? It was me, dad, it was pumpkin, and uh, I can't remember. There was two guys that lived down there that was working with us, but I can't remember what it was. And then, well, the the plug had broke loose out of the manhole we was using to hold mm. hold it up. So the pipe we we was just getting it shoved in there, and we was getting ready to break it down to cut it so we can, you know, fit it together. And the crap comes out of the line and starts filling up the hole. Well, Dad can't keep a hold of the pipe because it's floating up. He can't keep a hold of the pipe. What to was keep it? Plastic down. PVC. It was uh uh no it was like SDR eleven oh, okay. you know or whatever twenty you. whatever that may be but it's thick is eight inch uh um like HTP oh, okay I got you so we're fusing very it buoyant. yeah yeah we was we was, we was, uh fusing it so it just floated up like yeah and Dad was like I can't and he was trying to hold it with a backhoe and it'd come out under it come back up so he was like Lord it's gonna cover this whole parking lot Ed you gonna have to jump in there this is crap I'm talking about up to oh, my yeah. neck yeah. So I get on the pipe, I hold it down, and I got turds floating around oh, me God, all over. Right. I mean, it's everything. I held it down until it finally drained out. But I mean, I, I've been close to I, never that deep, you know. Oh, I was, I was in it. But you know, we done a lot of lift station rehab and stuff at Hydro yeah. Service, and you know, we would suit up in the Tyvek suits and mm-hmm. hip waders, not. So I mean, I've, I've. Well, that back then we didn't have that. Like yeah, right. whenever I was with Dad and them, you got to think, man. Like that was like the early nineties, man. They yeah, didn't but care you, nothing about that. You definitely wouldn't wanted to have hip waders and Tyvek suit on with it up that deep. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm talking <laughs> about like it was up to my neck because I was doing this as I'm holding on the bucket, holding down the pipe. The question is, and it was, did he <laughs> make you finish the day or did he let you go? No, I finished the day. Ooh. Yeah, yeah see, was, I, I didn't was, finish. Well, I mean, I went over there to the. They turned uh, uh, back then. You could just turn the fire, fire hydrants on and and wash yourself off. So that's pretty much what I did and and did that. But like that was before you knew about all these diseases oh, and all yeah, that kind yeah. of crap right there. Don't don't be in there. You get hepatitis, all yeah. this other kind of stuff. It's before see, you knew any of that. You know? I I had rode a motorcycle to work that day, so I had to go home in those clothes on a motorcycle. That's just brutal. It was. It's not as brutal as that. Yeah. Nowhere near as brutal as that. But. Well, like in, like in my industry, you know, we, we pump a lot of sewage and stuff, and it's not a question of if, it's when, and we call it the <laughs> baptism. 
Right. <laughs> the hose is going to blow and you're going to get covered. Oh, and you're going to get I mean, covered and shit. But then, and and the good thing now is like you can go get your shots. Oh yeah, you can. Get, I, will, yeah, I was going to ask you like after that, did you go get any technic shots uh, or anything? Well, not not technic shots. Like I didn't go get no shots or nothing after that because it wasn't it, a thing. It, it wasn't a thing back then. And but yeah. it late till like in the early two thousands. That's whenever they started saying, "Hey, no, no, no!" Like when you're in the when you're in the sewer stuff. business, you need to have your hepatitis shots. You got to take one now and then one in six months, one like a year. The nastiest thing I've ever seen is one of our techs working on a garbage truck. I think it was Amway's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where they got maggots and stuff on the drive lines, yeah, it was just nasty. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would, yeah, I would, I would have normal. to agree with that. Uh, the, uh, the they call it leachade at the landfill, yeah. which you know all of our landfills are lined now, yeah, and they actually pump the juices and all that shit out. Well, it's called leachade. That has got to be the nastiest thing I've ever pumped. Right. Ugh. I mean, it's uh. Now, you, that, like the, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But you, the, you the, think about it, that's everything. You think about what goes in the landfill. Oh yeah, oh, I mean, that's, that's everything. Yeah, guts and blood and now, Amway's battery acid, and, shit, all of it together, uh, everything. Like Am Waste and Waste Management or whatever they are now, they got a drive-through truck wash where it washes the undercarriage, overcarriage, or whatever. But, but it's still a, problem, problem well, doesn't come. If a truck if a truck breaks down, they're not going to swing it by the car wash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to bring it right on in. Yeah. Now the rule is they're supposed to empty the garbage out, and uh, then we can work on it. But a lot of them don't get to. We actually caught a truck on fire one night because they didn't empty the garbage out. Well, the the question is, I mean, if the depending on the breakdown, how are they going to empty it? You the haul it to the uh, the record driver hauls it to that, and they use a, a backhoe to lift it up and dump it out. A backhoe or something. They have some way of getting it out, but they get it out before they bring it to us. That's the rule. Oh. It it ain't up to us how they figure it out, but they figure it out. Right. But you know, sometimes it slips through the cracks. Mm. But we had a we hooked the chain to a forklift, try to pull one out because uh, we didn't want it to sit in a bay all night and like right, drop maggots right. and shit. So we wanted to sit out in the parking lot. Well, the the forklift got in a bind with the truck and the chain got you know real real tight. So they was just going to use a torch and just cut the chain, let the truck roll back, and blah blah blah. Caught the damn truck. An on fire. ember, an ember jumped the chain, jumped over into the back of the truck and caught it on fire. But you and, didn't notice it right away. No, we well no, we didn't notice it right away until it started smoking. And then they freaking uh, got, uh, one of the service manager at the time named Wesley Matthews was losing his mind. Oh God, the truck's on fire! The truck's on fire! And I said, "Well, call the fire department, bud. That's what they're for." So we called yeah. the fire department, got them up there, and we had to have a tow truck, a wheel wrecker, come out there and lift the back end of the 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 garbage Ooh. truck up so the garbage could fall out onto our parking lot so they could spray it. It was. Na- it took about four hours. It was nasty. Yeah, garbage has probably got to be one of the worst things to deal with. I, I mean, I'm. I, the there's smell. I know several is, people that bad. make a good living though dealing with garbage. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they do. Like you know, but it's just like I'm so used to the sewer smell, it doesn't bother me anymore. There's there's know? a lot worse than sewage out there. Well, I'm just saying, like me, I'm used to the sewage smell, yeah. so it doesn't bother me anymore. A dead body burn up in other van. other people. Yeah, that's, it that's, will, you know. Yeah, but that's the like, worst thing I ever smelled in my the life. Garbage smell, and I can't. Like it's just horrible, man. It's, yeah, you know people. People hear sewage and they're like, "Ooh, that's nasty." But there's a lot worse than sewage in the world. A oh, lot. I don't, I don't know, buddy. Let me let me tell you. You know, uh, in the treatment plants, they got these surge lines, and I know you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> and this is like when all that, when everything is compacted out of that doo doo, 
and it just is nothing but that soupy stuff. Sludge. And it, it's sludge, and it goes in this pipe, and if that stuff ever busts, it's black. It's oh, not yeah. brown. Yeah. It's not green. That's, it's that's black. your activated sludge. I, I, yeah. I got one for you. Tell me if y'all remember this. What the hell's that smell? <laughs> Could it be the fish? I, I was going to ask that question, but you beat me to it. Oh, as soon as Ed, Ed, Ed said, said the nastiest thing he'd ever done, I think it was something else. Yeah, I mean, he woke us up and made us leave. Dude, that was a, that, I don't even want to talk about that. that no, was, that let's was, get into it. This ain't no was, PG podcast. That, well, look, I ain't gonna name no names. <laughs> me, uh, us, I didn't name any three, names. I didn't name any names. Here know the story. But, yeah, we might need just need to keep that to ourselves. Yeah, but <laughs> I will say that I learned early on, and uh, I try to keep sniff. this as PG as I can. Scratch and sniff. But I learned early on that if I smell something, I need to leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, or at least be a little inquisitive and investigate. Right. Well, you know, yeah, and it takes Mean Green better. to get, like, Mean Green didn't even get the smell off. I thought it thing. was Ajax. No, it was Mean Green. No, it was mean green. I remember because I what went to Jerry's and, and he hadn't had some mean green and it didn't work. Could it be the fish? Oh, Joe, the next morning when I whiffed my fingers under his nose, he was like, luckily, <laughs> luckily, he'd only got his fingers in it. So he says. No, no, no. I did way more than that. It wasn't until afterwards where I noticed that. Oh, Ooh. God. Oh, this. Yeah. Oh, uh, if this podcast blows up, you're never going to hear the end of it. Oh, here, here yeah, it, it's liable to blow up on this one. So we're we're, we're already here. Let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, so I had to, you know, because this was a friend of ours that was close friends to us, and it was their sister, right? Yeah, yeah. you know. So I was like, so I I was like, what? Well, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, and then Joe was like, well, I'll go, I'll go tell her. So Joe went and told her, and. She was like, I don't remember. So I was hiding in the closet because, like, the next day we went back up there, you know, because we all hung out at their house. Right, We're not right. saying their names, right, right, right. But we because I don't want to people on here who may know who they are, um, you know. So we we went back up there hanging out, and I was hiding in the closet. I was like, God, please let her leave, let her leave. Well, Joe, of all people, ratted me out. It's like, oh, he's back there in the closet. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, she, like, was in love with you after oh, that yeah, one it time. Was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was bad. Where's my boo at? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, she had already talked about us, like. Getting married, know, having children's. Like, yeah, she had told Joe, like, hey, where, where's Waylon at? Like, I'm, you know, I'm so excited. Or, you know. I'm going like, to rock his I, world. I, uh, you know, I'm. I think uh, he rocked hers. You know, and I was like, I was like, ugh. You know, I mean, look, that, that's just the way it is. You know, if you get with somebody and something wasn't good, you're just. Like, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, we have no control over our chemistry, and sometimes they just don't mix. See, every, everybody has bad experiences, and that that's probably your worst experience. But I, like, the worst experience I ever had wasn't that bad. <laughs> That took the cake. I'll never forget. I, it. I, even, I mean, it it, it could have very well been different circumstances with someone else and not had that problem. It may what have about, just been their two chemistries. I I could think of a few that you probably remember the 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 girl in the motorhome, the big girl. <laughs> again, again, let's let's not talk about this stuff for people who couldn't be on here. I, I'm, I'm being I'm being indiscreet. I'm not yeah. naming no names. I can't remember her name anyway. Well, I, then there well, was an I incident do. on a then there was an incident on a park bench. I don't remember what's going on there. Somebody yeah, got let, let, again. Let's keep this. Let's keep. Hey, that was y'all's fault. 
No, I, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Why you uh, don't blame it on us? Because like, it is. It was our fault. I, it was. It was yeah, yes, it was. I, I had. I was not holding his hand and forcing. And here's it. the no. thing: like he did all that work. To I was try doing to get it for the home in. team, well, bro. Well, you know, he was trying to get. Uh, he was trying to get us laid, and I was yeah. too chicken shit to make a move. Y'all didn't even do anything, yeah. and, and I was chicken she shit. Was man. Me, she was telling me, she was like, "No, if you sleep with me, I'll, I'll make sure that." But I was like, "Shit." Well, and she, they, one for she didn't team. make sure. I mean, she didn't they cover probably, her part yeah, of the deal. Yeah, she didn't cover her part of the deal. I was pissed. They know. probably would have if we had had the balls to actually try it. But, well, you know, you we know. were young then, didn't have the balls to do it. Nothing like we do now. Well, you know. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, I was uh, I was a bit of a hoe back whenever I was younger. But, it, yeah, but it was totally our fault. Yeah. Was, oh, without <laughs> a doubt, it was y'all's fault. No Splinters doubt. Because the- I remember both. Yeah. Man, come on, Ed. Come on, Ed. Come on, Ed. You know how and much therapy like, he had to have after that? <laughs> Dude, that ain't nothing, man. Did she the ever get all the splinters out? The one yeah. that you're talking about in the motorhome? The one that you're talking about in the motorhome? Yeah, we gave you so much shit for that. Matt, which uh, uh, I don't know if he's on here or not, but he'll know who I'm talking about. Matt uh, yeah. Hallmark come to me, and, you know, I seen him not long ago. He was up there at the store. He come to me, and, like, he was like, please, Ed, please do this, man, please, because she won't do nothing if you don't do nothing with her. I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, well, I tell you what, but I'm, I'm taking the condom. I was like, because we only had one. Oh, I was like, shit. it's mine. And then he come back to me. He's like, dude, she won't do nothing unless she's got that. I was like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I'm already taking one for the home team here, bro. I mean, yeah, that that's on you. If you don't, I mean, you know, and it ain't happening unless you are, you mm, know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, I don't know if I could ever. I don't know if that I was could years ever take ago. One for the like, team. look, people, we're not that way no more. You know, I need y'all to, yeah. I need y'all to understand. This is, this is when we were in our, where I was in my, mid to late teens and you yeah. were barely you were in my twenties. Yeah, yeah, barely in your twenties. So we were young, young, yeah. young guys. I think I was still in school. Like I had my personality didn't come out until I got out of school. Yeah. So when I when I was in ninety eight when I graduated, I probably had sex uh, five times maybe. Maybe right before you got out of school. I mean you just cracking out of the shell. Yeah. Somewhere around that area. But anyway, like before I got out of school it was like I'd had sex like five times. But after that, when I got out of school and started going out places and really oh my lord. <laughs> yeah. Then I started, they all started realizing I was funny, and then you know, yeah. there you go. Well, that's that's all it took, you know. Me, I think it was just because I was like I was tall and yeah, I was a bigger guy or something. I don't yeah, know what it was. And then whenever I done security, man, it would just oh, like, dude, you uh, had to beat them yeah. off. It of ramped you. up. It ramped up. Like, remember when dick. I dressed up like the eight foot dick? Yeah. Golly, I had uh, so many biker chicks trying to take me home. I'm like, I'm not or a real dick. Did, whenever I done the security for the mail review that we done up yeah, there. Yeah, I was working was, that mail and, review. Mm. And y'all, yeah. I, I showed up I after that. that, and that was probably the scariest night at that bar for me. I yeah. felt I mean, for Shorty and them. Like, God, I thought them some- women were going to annihilate them. They had, they had poor Jason and David. It was David, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what was his Anderson. Clark. Yeah, Clark. Yeah, Clark. David Clark. And he, uh, he had worked out all the time at yeah, the time. Yeah, he had worked so out. He was buff. buff. So they had, they had uh, Jason and David hemmed up. These like 10 women oh, yeah. in the bathroom hemmed up. I thought they were going to just, uh, you know, and I had to go in there trying to pull them off of them. I've, got, I've never had my dick grab so much in my life by yep. women I don't know. Yeah. Well, I showed up after, you know, because it didn't last all night, you know, and we came yeah. later on that night. And I, I was wonder, there with my girlfriend at the time, and – I had some older lady like grinding on my leg, like I need to be. One right of the guys, now, yeah. You know? One of the guys that was up there. I'm not gonna mention his name because you know he's probably listening or his wife may be listening. But she, she there was a girl that like had a twenty dollar bill, stuck it in his pants, and wrapped it around his stuff. Yeah, I'm like that's how wild those women got. 
Oh, it was crazy. And it was like, you got to think, there was 300 women there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you had and to, there like, there was like six or eight. A couple of us doing security. The rest of y'all were doing. Yeah, and like, we had to do it shirtless. We had, yeah. to, we had to go uh, serve them. I remember it was, it was you, it was Jason, it was Josh, and it was uh, David. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't I, want to do it because I was the smallest to everybody. Yeah. I was like a fucking rail. Josh was like, Josh was like, at first he was like, yeah, 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 hell yeah, I'll do it, hell yeah. And then like afterwards he was like, man, I ain't never doing this shit again. Well, I never did it again. That was it. Yeah. You don't have no choice of the customers you got to serve is the yeah. bad thing. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I felt bad for the male review dancers, man, because they were, that oh, one yeah. girl went and grabbed this dude's butt and was just, and I you mean, knew it this hurt dude him. was like, ah. I like it right there, and he just like a champ, man. And he that woman gave him a bunch of money. Yeah, you know we was we was reminiscing about some stuff at work today, and you know they say women are nowhere near as bad as men. Oh, bullshit! What do you call Callie's love stuff? Or I mean or that's a multi million dollar industry right there. Nowadays. Fifty Shades uh, of Grey. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know I can go into that whole spiel about you know different things but majority majority of that are the uh, you know from women who are generally not happy in their relationship or yeah. something like that yeah or they're just hot out of a relationship and just wanting yeah, but you could say the same thing about men look at men they're going down to titty bars every night you don't see women going to you know i never, I never, I you never know, understood I, the interest in titty bars like looking at something you can't have yeah. <laughs> well i'm just saying men in general there, yeah. there are more men who look at porn there are more men who who go to titty bars? The OnlyFans thing, man. I, I for the, the life. Hey, of hey, I just started that. my OnlyFans. Okay, yeah, Let's but just, listen, the OnlyFans is about them making money. Hit, hit you know, me that's up on just, my OnlyFans. I, I still can't understand it. I mean, there's too many free sites to. Get I don't it get it either. I don't, I don't get paying for it. They call really because it. Like, I'm not saying that I do it. I ain't never. I ain't never even subscribed. But I'm just saying, like, I can tell you the statistics. Right. The reason why they do it is because the interaction with that individual girl and that girl's interacting with that individual person yeah that makes sense so like just regular you're paying for the interaction just regular subscribers they're wanting you to they're wanting them to do certain things that are fetishes they're wanting them to right, say, okay right. well i want you to you know pour cornbread all over you just for example yeah, yeah. And, Shit on and, my face. and that's what that's what they'll do for that individual person for them to stay <laughs> oh a yeah I, i'm sure i mean yeah hey money talks i mean you can get people to do some crazy shit for money yeah. Mm. I mean, it's crazy, man. In my OnlyFans, women make $20 a lot of money. $20 is but, $20. Yeah. But, but the crazy thing is. I ain't is, made a dime on OnlyFans yet. If I can tell any of y'all women anything about this, is that men look at women's past and women look at men's future. Okay. That is a fact. Yeah. So, like, the, we're going to look at a woman's past and see what she's done, whether or not she's acted like a hoe or she's done any of that kind of stuff. To women, it, it doesn't matter whether you was a hoe in your past. It does not matter. She's right. going to change you. What that's that's her so objective is is to try to is try to change you to the form that she wants to be, and then she's looking at you as a protector, provider. You know the the whole nine yards, being a family man, doing all that kind of stuff right there, being about her. She's looking for you to do that. So that's why I say yeah. women. Look for men, the future of men. Yeah, I can and, see that. And men look at a woman's past because, in that theory, is facts. Yeah, in theory, we want the, you know, the traditional woman. We right. want a traditional woman, just like they want a traditional man. They want a traditional man to go out here, pay for our food, to uh, go out here, and work every day to make sure they not, have a roof not over all, head. some. Majority, majority, and I'm only yeah. I'm only saying majority. I can't say every woman because that that would just strictly a bit would be sexist saying yeah, that. But yeah. majority of men, if you go and you look at the, the statistics, 
That's what it. That's what it shows. Is that it's, it's all in how you. Ed's, Ed's going to get canceled. He doesn't said it now. It's oh yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about. It. Like I got my views to it, and there's a lot of people who don't agree with it. A lot of people who do. You know, I was blinded for the longest. Where I was like, no, there's a woman. I want this woman to go out here and make. If I'm making a hundred thousand a year, I want her making a hundred thousand a year. And I got to thinking. I was like, do I really want that? No, dude. I, like, no, I, like, I, I, I want to. I'm gonna find me a sugar mama. So, God dang. So let me let me. They don't me want the sugar. Talk, talking about the OnlyFans though. Hold there's on. some women that's making some bank. Hold on, hold on, no, shit, no listen, listen, listen. I, I'm gonna break it down to you in a way that that you understand. It, and I'm not saying there's very few. So I'm I'm saying the normal statistics show this. If you wasn't with Cindy, who we know you are, that she gonna love you no matter what, you no right. matter what you do. You know that she's an exception to the rule. Same way what I feel like Amber is. Oh, Amber yeah. is an exception to the rule, and and the same way that I would say we about both got lucky with people him. that would. Yes, you did. Okay, so if if the time the tables turn and you had to sit at home and you had to take care of the kids, how long do you think that relationship would last if you wasn't with your significant other that you're with now? Oh, with the women of my past. Oh, they'd be out in a fucking they minute. Would, they would have been gone. But see, they were out we, while they were with me. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy if I date somebody from McDonald's. If I'm attracted yeah. to that person and I want to date that person, I'm a, I'll date her because I'm not worried about the amount of money she makes. But a high value woman, a woman who makes eighty thousand a year, does not want to go and date a man who works at McDonald's. Now that's we the truth. We'll make a hundred thousand a year, and we will go date a woman who works at McDonald's. Right. There, there are differences in between men, men and women, and you're gonna you're gonna look at me and you're gonna say, most people will say he's misogynistic. I oh yeah, you're women. gonna get attacked. I don't hate women. Cool. I love women. But I, I care more about like my wife, her her self respect, right, for herself, right, more so than you know making all the money in the world. I mean, yeah. I, I, See, I, I looked but long you're, term. You're, you, you, you're okay with the fact of her going, if she made $100,000 right. a year, you would be okay with it because you, y'all know that you're gonna, you've already built this as a family. Yeah, and I mean, if she became the breadwinner, I mean, and I needed to, whatever I needed to do to support our family. I right, mean, right. if it was me stay at home or, which, yeah. She's never really stayed at home and, you know. Yeah, Sydney's always been a she, worker. To, she works you know. a full-time job and then works another full-time job when yeah. she gets home. See, my, my thing was different. I look long-term as far as, like, family-wise. Like, Amber and her ex-husband, who's, you know, the father of the, her, their two kids, and, like, i seen the interaction between them. Anytime he wanted them, Amber was like, sure, come get them. You know, never yeah. asked him. And I, yeah. and I had no faith in the relationship lasting at the beginning because I was like, I wanted to find somebody because I really wanted kids, and I wanted to find somebody that I knew that I could have a decent relationship with after the relationship was over. That I wouldn't have to. Provided that it didn't work. I, out. I got yeah, enough. Provided for all that, of us. yeah, that, yeah, that, but that, the gluck gluck three thousand got him. Yeah, was oh, that what it was? <laughs> but uh, like, I wanted somebody that they could. Uh, I wouldn't have to fight and sit in court with right. all day, you know, because I learned from this guy right uh, here. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you learn your lesson. Yeah, I learned, <laughs> and I wanted to find somebody that I could do that. I wouldn't have to fight in court. And at the time, and like, and as soon as we got together, and I thought this is the one, yeah, then right. oh my lord. Yeah, and yeah, then after just, we got together, I was like, "Oh, I'm never leaving her." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, and that that's the thing is like, it, that's why I say that like, uh, you know, men and women we value different things in our relationship. Okay, so for example, a woman inside the relationship could actually 
you know, whenever y'all, you get complacent or do whatever that, she could be go months and months and months, even six months or whatever without it. It doesn't doesn't hurt. Right. But with a man, it's different. Okay. With a man, it's like this is our way to show our vulnerability to the woman that we're with. All right. So when we're with you, we're this is us giving everything we have to you. What are you, what are you talking about? Like whenever it comes to the bed. Oh, you know, the bedroom. So, oh, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is our. It ain't just. It it's ain't that just, connection. Yeah, that's how we show our connection. Where women will do it in other ways. They'll bring you food, or they'll cook your dinner. Yes, wow. They, yeah, they do all that. Well, see, ours is in the bedroom. Majority of men, you don't realize it subconsciously, right. but it is. My, statistics have shown that I'm a I'm a touch guy. Like yeah. I have to, even when I'm asleep, I have to have some part of me touching her. Just or I can't sleep. Yeah, you know, I just I can't do it. I have to have my foot on her. Just something touching her. I don't know what it is. Like it's a. I have to know that she's there. I Your guess love language is touch. Yeah. yeah, and that's my thing. Like any time I'm around her, I have to I have to be touching her some so, way. So here's here's the other thing. Okay, so whenever you find that person that you're with, okay, and you're with forever, that's the person you can be vulnerable with. Right. And this is why I tell everybody: look, when if you don't know this is your forever, don't you ever fucking break down in front of hell no of 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 your woman. Yeah, your don't wife. show them vulnerability. You don't show emotions to women. You got your boys. You call me. Right. You have a problem. You call me. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where we break down. We do all that kind of stuff right there. You can break down to your wife to an extent, but majority of the time, you need to call your boy. Yeah, but you a lot to- of times these guys are blinded by things that. And then these are they, not these are not your real boys. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like right. me, for example, it, like if if I'm one of your boys and you call me, you're having an issue or whatever's going on at home. I'm on I'm gonna talk to you and I'm gonna be like, okay, shorty. Well, I'm gonna try to find out where you want to be in there. Okay, so yeah. whether you want me whether you want me to be like, yeah, man, you can do better. You, I'm trying to find out what what it is you want, or if you're wanting me to say, hey, stop what you're fucking doing, and just listen to what she's telling you. Right. That's that's what I'm trying to pick up. I'm talking up. about like when you know you said the guys are don't need to be vulnerable around women who aren't the right ones. Right. But a lot of these guys are blinded by what the women is oh, providing okay. and they're, and they're they blind. let their guard down and that's what that's what gets them because look gets them. incidentally, okay, you want deep down you? emotionally in no, I'm women good. I'm good. in women, you want that protector. When you break down in front of a woman that you're with it took me a while because oh, yeah. I broke down in front of Shy. We all know that. Like yeah, broke, that just that, that lowers your value. It lowers in her your eyes. value to her in her eyes. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So whenever I did that, I made the fucking hugest mistake. So now, just to give y'all women an example, the reason why men don't want to break down is not what you're going to do today. It's what you're going to do ten years from now, twenty years from now, or whatever. So right. is, wanna... is, is that going to get used against us in whatever we do? Yeah. Look, I, I'm I here... didn't want to break down in front of Amber. I just yeah. didn't have a choice. You know, we lost a really good friend of ours. Yeah. And I, I didn't have a choice. I yeah. could not not do it. Yeah. So I and then lucky, lucky for like, like I said, there's those very few relationships that you can be in to right. where that's 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 acceptable. Yeah. And it's okay. And. and... Because they still looking at you as like, okay, you're the. I would suggest this if you're within that three years, two years, uh, maybe even a year, maybe after a year, don't do it because like you need to be like really signified oh, in that yeah. relationship, yeah, most definitely before you uh, really transition. And I'm not saying that you can't do it, depending on the woman that you're with. It's just statistics show that majority. Of them look at you, look at and it, and they they will tell you flat out that ain't how they think, but subconsciously right. it is. Okay, so okay, we we all know what I used to be. I used to go out and I 
was with a lot of girls. A man idea. whore. And, and I'm not a good-looking dude, okay? So I had science behind me. So you want me to tell right, you, like, I never right. broke this down to y'all. But how do oh, you, I understand the math on yeah, it. Okay, so I had science behind me. Okay, so look, if I'm if I'm interested in you and me being a man, do you think that, and you're a woman, okay? I'm just saying, like, if you're a woman, <laughs> think about me a little bit there. Easy guy. Both going to be pregnant woman, tomorrow. If you're a woman and I'm interested in you, do you think that I'm going to sit here like this and talk with you like this? No. You want me to tell no. you why? Because you're facing her and the energy that you give off, it's, it's kind of like you're backing her into a wall, right? right. So if I sit to the side... Yeah. And I do it like this, and I talk with her, and I and I keep myself calm, but I'm only but I'm only doing this right here, to to an extent. She still frees open. She's not feeling like she's doing it. subconsciously. That's what happens. Yeah. If you ever noticed, whenever I was at the bar, what did I do? Yeah. I would lean back up against the pool table, and they'd be sitting here or something. And if one I was interested was straight across from me, I would always move. Yeah. I've done it forever. You so know? I don't know what the deal with me is. I just walk up to them and start talking. Yeah. I know it's, I mean, well, I ain't going to tell that story. Let's say, anyway, <laughs> how's things going, guys? <laughs> I told you I could get into a spill about this. Uh, I was going to tell the story, but I was like, nah. I mean, you know, let's be that. real. The long-term relationships, it, it becomes a lot less physical as far as attraction. And you really become best friends. I mean, I don't know. That, Amber's that's, got it. that's what it is for me and Cindy. Poor old I mean, Amber, there's, man. there's still a lot of physical attraction there. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but. I mean, well, you, as time it gets complacent. There's right, nothing right. like look. Time is going to be complacency. Okay, yeah. so so what you have to do whenever you're in the and look, I'm no expert. I only know by what I read and what yeah. I, I've watched other podcasts and get those statistics and stuff like that. So what you have to do is you have to force yourself to make sure that you still date your wife. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't just sit at your house for days on end, months on end, even a year, and never take your wife out on a fucking date. You yeah. still, if this is your forever person, take your fucking wife on a date. Mm-hmm. It go, don't have go to be do all so, the time. It don't I mean, have to be all the time. Dude, like just the ride to the store, just you and her to McDonald's to get a Happy Meal. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like that's all it takes. Go do that. Like that means more to them. Oh yeah. Then yeah. then all the other crap is because now you're saying, "No, baby, I want to spend a few minutes with you even if all we got is 15 and not, minutes." Not saying that women are simple-minded like that. Yeah. By any means are you saying that, but you you just got to remind them every every now and then that, "Hey, you know." Yeah. I mean, women want to know that they're loved. Yeah. P- plain and simple. Like that they always tell you, "Happy wife." Happy life. Oh, yeah. So what do you do to make your wife happy? You spend time with her. Mm-hmm. Let her know that she's pretty no matter what. You never fucking tell her she don't look good no, in that dress. No. Fuck no, man. Who's going to fucking do does that? Does this make my butt look big? Fuck no, yeah, it, it does. And it I look, like fat butts. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's what you do, you know? So you're, Is this a you're trap? It feels that. like a trap. Yeah. yeah don't, don't, don't fall for the trap. I always yeah. compliment them on anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's the thing. It's no matter what because you won't. You want your wife to always feel pretty. You want your even your significant other to always feel pretty. You always want them to feel loved and feel wanted. You're going to have arguments. You're going to have disagreements. But the thing about it is, is they still have to feel loved. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah you, and, and and as a man, it is it is very easy to become complacent mm-hmm. and think you don't have to do that anymore. I mean, well, me, I'm different. Like I'm too old now, and I realize this. I'm I'm 46 years old, dude. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go out here and find a woman who wants to come into my life and who wants to sit and be a mom to four kids. 
You know, it's just not going to happen. Like, yeah. look, dead for real. Because the majority of the women out there already have one, two, three, four, five kids or whatever they have themselves by two or three different baby daddies or even just one. And I'm not trying to knock on none of that either way. But I'm just saying, like, a woman doesn't look at, at me and says, well, I got three kids. He's got four. Man, God, we can make a – no, she looks at it like, man, you know, I mean, he's got four daughters and – you know, and I ain't taking nothing away from my daughters because I ain't never going to give not, that up. Those yeah, are my kids, you know. Don't ever think it's impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's improbable. Okay, right. so, like, and based off statistic, the chances of that happening is slim to none. So, you know, I do whatever it is that I got to do, you know. I mean, it just, it just that, is what it is. I'm not, I'm not trying to go out and find no relationship. I don't want no relationship because I know that it's not going to happen. Just imagine if you had an OnlyFans. <laughs> I, I, I do got an OnlyFans. I thought y'all knew that. I mean, uh, well, I mean, I got one yeah, too. So, yeah. do you know how expensive it would be to get a prenup? Look, just up? look like up bald headed chicken yeah. fuckers, and you'll see my my bald headed <laughs> chicken fucker. Yeah, bald headed chicken fucker. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that OnlyFans is lit. Yeah, lit. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's just like I said. To me, that's that's the way it is, and I'm good with it. I'm good with being the single person. Like I don't, I don't have a problem with it. It doesn't yeah. bother me because, like, dude, I'm happy and content. I take care of my kids. Yeah, I do what I got to do. You know, I mean, we all know how I felt about you know the ex. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, she I will not be with, named. I loved her with everything that I had. The problem was is that she loved Dick. You Everybody, know? you and she loved me with yeah, yeah. It's well, like me it was, with literally every single one of my exes, with the exception of a few from way back in the day. Right. I dated them; they dated everybody. Right. Like, well, come and, on and, in your situation, I think her love for dope was, I, you know, and I don't well, know dope and dick was, was, that, I don't think it was so much her love for dope as it was her love for the lifestyle. Of being on the run, of doing the wrong, being around the wrong crab, being, I'm not trying to I say think that it, was, it just wasn't dope. I think it was like, I th- more than, I think it was just the intention. She would literally do anything for attention. Yeah. 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 If, if she thought, she if she thought jumping out of an airplane with no parachute would get her all the attention, she'd do it. She'd be the first one out there. Man, some of those people are so so burn up on that stuff. You know, they've. Well, she's definitely they, burn up on the shit. They've had dreams that you know, were nowhere near reality and they try to tell you stories because they was so screwed up when they dreamt it that it's real life, you know. Well, see, that's it the just, thing about Ed's ex. She, she spent her whole life lying so oh, yeah. much that she actually believes that the lies that she tells is true. Mm-hmm. And when the facts prove something completely different. She will hang on to it because I've oh, caught yeah. her and I caught her in a big one one time where says she was working somewhere that she wasn't. And I caught her in it, and then she wrote it to the end till I was on the phone with the owner of that uh, oh, old yeah. folks' home. Yeah. And I was on the phone. Knowing damn like, well she, she was, was caught. Fi- and she finally, you know, after I was like, look, you're caught. That, that's just how it is. And then she finally well, admitted it. It's- but out of everything she done, I still I still forgave her. I gave mm-hmm. her chance after chance. You had hope. I did. Like, you know, and it's the same. And now I understand why women, they'll go after these men who are no good and they try to change them because I Ignore really all those I thought red flags. like I thought like you know hey I got I got three kids with her you know we're gonna we're gonna be able to make a family and this is this is any questions uh there evidently I didn't do something right because I'm right. not seeing any of the questions oh I'm sorry Ed I didn't mean to interrupt you I was no, just you're good you're good and uh, uh so. You know, and I thought that, like, you know, hey, you know, now that, you know, we got three kids together, she's going to settle down. She's yeah, going to do then, right. Yeah, but then it turned into, 
you realized how much it was hurting your daughters to it, keep trying that. Uh, I mean, well, it, 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 like it affected begin- them worse than it did you, in all honesty. Yeah, Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth has, really Miss Elizabeth, your bestie says you were a hoe. <laughs> you're a hoe. She is. You, she and she also said you're a good looking guy. So yeah, you're a good looking guy and you're a hoe. And then uh, Cindy says, "I prove you wrong all the time." And Cindy <laughs> says, "I see you both sprinkle." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, Cindy. What's up, girl? All right, here's your phone back. Cindy is uh, in case y'all wonder, Cindy is Bo's wife. She is my office lady and business partner on one of our businesses. And a lot of y'all are gonna give me shit for this, but it's an inside joke between me and Cindy. I just want to tell Cindy I hate you, Cindy. That's yeah, how me yeah, and Cindy tell each other I've been we love her. That for years. Yeah, they've they've said it forever, <laughs> forever. Yep. And, and, yet, so and yet they love each other. I told I told her I hated her on Facebook one time, and I got fucking trolled on Facebook. And I'm like, no, this is the inside joke. I love her, but you know, if I can't tell her I love her, I have to tell her I hate her. Yeah. So it's just, you know, yeah, that's just how it goes. You know, some people that's just the way they are. You and, know? She, and like, and, like and, uh, me and Jonathan, me and Jonathan's best friends, but you know, uh, he'll say, uh, which I probably don't need to say the words, but like we'll call each other fag or queer, yeah, you know, yeah, something yeah. like that, you know, and. Mm. That's just that's just what we do with each other, you know. It's nothing. We don't mean no hate towards it. No, it's just I mean, our it, way of saying, "Hey, man, I ain't talked to you in like two or three weeks, and you yeah. know, hey, you know, what's Why going ain't on? Why you me? Why ain't you called me? This is our way of saying, yeah. you know, because me and Jonathan, if it ain't at least uh, if we ain't talked to one another at least once in a week, because I hadn't talked to him in a couple of weeks, and then I called him on the phone yesterday. I think it was. Yeah, and yeah, not I trying thought, to get political <laughs> on it or anything, but you know. What I would give for a mean tweet. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Get society, Uncle Donald out there and yeah, just grab a vagina. Today, man. <laughs> I mean, like you were saying, you can't say a lot of the shit, you know. Yeah. Like we grew up, you know, talking shit and mm-hmm. you can't do that shit no more, man. It, it's just ridiculous that society is that soft. Hey, enough. look, I'm I'm sorry, but 2022 was, in my opinion, if you got like a lot of people say, yeah, it sucked because, you know, the inflation and all this other kind yeah. of thing. But it put Bo on social media. Yeah, what the f- well, that was something I thought would never happen. Well, he it was, was on Instagram 22. for a while. Really? Oh, yeah, I've been on Instagram for a long while. Oh, but I, he, know, he I know you went on Facebook for nah, a long off Facebook. time, you know. And then yeah, here you recently, know you, which you know, I've by the way, to deal follow Bo on Facebook under Bo Sprinkle. Bo Sprinkle on Facebook. That's right. Give him a follow. The drama, man. Instagram so much easier. You don't have nowhere near the drama and shit on Instagram. Oh yeah, just man. give it time, man. You ain't fell in the right spot yet. Oh yeah, evidently mm-hmm. not. That's but. the reason why I don't get on Instagram because it, it is full of drama. But TikTok's full of drama too. You know, every I, time you turn the 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 main reason why I. I got on the social media bandwagon was, you know, hell there you see everybody growing up, you know, mm-hmm. that you don't get to see every day. You get to see pictures of them growing up and at school. And yeah, we we all long for the times when cell phones didn't exist. Yeah. Where we, oh, you yeah. had to if you wanted to have a conversation Dude. with somebody, you had to go to their house. Dude, yeah, I, you had to go I, to I miss house. those days bad, man. Yeah. And now it's just so easy to just hit up uh, you know, Facebook or Messenger or Social yeah, media is the reason why we I don't had have to, family gatherings like I remember back in the old school days, I had to take a Polaroid picture of my food and then drive to somebody's house to show it to them. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you and now you can just post it on social media, you know what I'm saying? Like 
Like, to begin with, look, you remember how ridiculous it was when Facebook first came out. It was like, well, I'm heading to the bathroom. Well, don't, or MySpace. MySpace. Yeah, but yeah. everybody would tell exactly what they're doing when they're doing it. Like, hey, I'm going to the kitchen. Grab me a drink of water. You let's, remember those? Let's yeah, don't, that let's was don't go back one. as far as the AOL days, you know. Oh, oh look, yeah. man. Like, we've already been on that spiel. Like, what, Daniel? Yeah, we called, called you out, Bo. <laughs> no, it wasn't Bo. It was Daniel. Daniel, my bad. Yeah, it Daniel. was Daniel. Yeah. I quote, you fat, hairy bitch. <laughs> that's what got me kicked off AOL and I didn't I was like I didn't say that and then they showed me the thing and I was like oh yeah you did oh, well, six shit. month ban I just got through paying for six months well the, the the thing about it though is I mean he could have very well signed in that's what he his did he didn't have one that was the thing he didn't have one at that time so they everybody used my computer that I had at that time yeah but if I, if I don't remember right, couldn't you create different sign-ins for everybody? No, yeah, not when not, it first came out. Not, not when it first came out, no, because, okay, like, so you got to think, this on. is this is sub-2000. I had a yeah. Gateway 2000 whenever it first came out, which is, like, 2000 or 1999, because I remember Eminem had just come out. No, I think yeah. it was before that, whenever you had the – No, Because hey, I think Shorty was still in school right there when you first start, got into yeah. all that. No, I'm not saying that it wasn't. Oh, okay. We we I started getting online when I was like 19 over at Shannon's. Right. Shannon was the only one his, you know, his grandfather made a yeah. lot of money, so he had a computer, and we was able to get online. And they had like at this time it was still AOL, but they had chat rooms and stuff we could get into. And then AOL yeah, lasted Alabama for, chat room. I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they lasted for you know probably about eight or nine years, something like that, with with that on there. But then they went to MySpace and yeah. they went to MySpace, which didn't last long, like three years. Or something. Yeah, and then Facebook come along. And we incidentally, you can MySpace. still go sign into MySpace right now and look up your old MySpace. I did I, it not long ago. I didn't I mean, have one. Yeah, I mean, we had it made with MySpace. I don't know why Facebook ever took over. You know, for the longest, I wouldn't get on the bandwagon because I remember in 2008 when everybody was moving over to Facebook and everybody was like, no, it's you know, I said, look, I ain't giving up MySpace. Look, MySpace just where it's at. Then I went over to Facebook, and then I kept going to MySpace, and nobody was there. Everybody was going over to Facebook, and I was like, well, shit, I guess I'm going to go to, you know, Facebook. So, And I didn't mind up making it until 2009. You know, thank God for TikTok, because it's, it's, it's occupied a lot of the drama and bullshit from being posted on Facebook, because everybody's too busy scrolling through TikTok. Yeah, yeah they are, but it but the drama also persists on TikTok. Oh, yeah, 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 but you can't yeah, drama's everywhere. You can't do shit on any social media. You say one word thing like Oh yeah. You know, Pelican. Somebody and that, and wants to outlaw Pelican and live on TikTok. Ruins your whole life. Because if I go live on TikTok and they see that little brand right oh, there yeah, on yeah. there, they're gonna call you, Oh, he was on here talking about some sexist shit, get you fired, do all oh, that. Yeah. And it'll stuff. work too. They'll fucking it'll yeah. work. They ain't gotta prove it, they just gotta say it. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like that's what's ridiculous about social media oh, yeah. is that you know people will just try to ruin your life for no reasons because yeah, they're jealous. The only, the only people who can do shit like that is people who work for themselves, mm-hmm. who are, are not going to get fired because they're the boss. It's the only people who's going to do. And that that's me. Unfortunately, that's the world. But we live still, in. even though I'm my own boss, I still got to be careful. I can't go out here and I can't I can't talk about like only certain fans. things or right. you know. Job, I can talk about the jobs I do, but not the specific, specific job. Okay, it's this place and this right, place. This right, is the right. name of it. I can't go and do that because, like, if that got out to some of the, they're going to be like, no, I don't want him back out here on job. So I got to, yeah. I got to steal my answer to somebody no matter what. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Y'all about ready to wrap this up? We've been yeah. on here for an hour 30. Yeah. I am. What? 
Yeah. Hour 30, Hour 30. Time, time flies, flies bro. It does, flies. man. Whenever you get into having a good conversation about something, and Lord knows I can get on my spill oh, yeah. about shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, and unfortunately, you know, us being family, you know, we should be having those gatherings and stuff, but it's it's the world we live in, man. It's, it's very fast-paced, and yeah. you don't have – I thought being an adult was going to be one of the best things I could ever do, and now I wished I could be a yeah, kid. We, yeah, we got fucking tricked. <laughs> yeah, we okay. got tricked. So, before we end this, Richie usually asks uh, somebody this same question to every guest that we've had on here. So, Richie's not here today because he's not feeling well, in case anybody wanted to know why Richie ain't here. Uh, so, I'm going to ask you the question that he asks everybody, all right? So, if Hollywood come to you, and said, hey, we're going to make a movie about your life, about Bo Sprinkle. Who would play you and why? Richard Gere. Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler. Oh, <laughs> oh my Lord. No, that, that, that's a joke. I mean, I, I don't really know who. I mean. Well, just anybody that you think would play you good, and that person would be Paul Blart. Paul Blart. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, the mall cop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, his name is uh, Kevin James. Yeah, Kevin James. Kevin James. And yeah. incidentally, we I have a friend named Kevin James. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I could see that. Or uh, Jonah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jonah. Uh, I, I, he, he played in. Um, oh, he played in a lot of movies, man. Like, yeah, just 22 Jump Street, 21 yeah, Jump Street. Yeah. yeah, he played in a lot of them movies. Jonah Hill. That's Jonah it. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yep. That would be a good one. But anyway, guys, we're about to wrap this up. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, I hope everybody continues to tune in to our podcast. Hope you all enjoyed it. Keep coming into our uh, Facebook lives and and on to our, uh, the Off-Kilter Podcast Live. And y'all keep checking us out. Keep watching the videos. Keep going to your, uh, to your site where we do the podcast and watch them and like them. I mean, that's very, very important to watch them all the way through. Listen to them all the way through at least. And, and, you know, give us some good reviews, people. We need it. Yeah, I well, had a great time on this podcast, Bo. Thanks for coming. I mean, hey, really I really enjoyed it. I appreciate you stepping up when our when our, uh, cancel, our last-minute cancellation happened. You know, you're maybe coming in clutch. It. Maybe we can do it more often. Yeah, and uh, tune in next week when we sign Bo up for a colonic. 